Named after the mechanism that separates the sweet wort from the spent grains, False Bottom Girls features two beer experts filtering through the brewing industry to guide listeners through the wonderful, yet sometimes confusing, world of beer. Hi, my name is Rachel Hudson. I'm the co-owner and head brewer of Pilot Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina, and an advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair. I'm the beer program coordinator with New Realm Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am also an advanced Cicerone. What a year. (laughs) (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, if we're going to do a year in review, we are required by law to be like, it was a hard year for everyone or like in this time of uncertainty. Uh, So in this time of uncertainty, in this hard year, as it's coming to a close, it is a very gray, rainy, gross day. Yeah, same. In Atlanta and in, in Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. There you go. And Happy Merry Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. will not be Christmas Eve when you all no. are hearing it, but hopefully you had a good, safe holiday. Hopefully I have not murdered my family who will be here <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, just just three people. We've all been very careful. Um, so, yeah, we have been talking about what kinds of episodes to do next. And it kind of seems natural for us to wrap up the year with kind of a year in review. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, Rachel, have you heard about this pandemic thing? (laughs) Ah, just living my best life with it. (laughs) It's been uh, pretty much my whole year, 2020. Right. And it's, uh, we'll probably just get a little tropey. I don't think we'll have anything to say, you know, necessarily that um, hasn't already been said or is unique or news. Yeah. To this year sucked. Right. Ball. Yeah. So, you know, starting out, I think one of the biggest things that pertains selfishly to, uh, to just you and me and like 18 other people. Looking back in the year of review, you know, we recorded an episode in March where we were like giddy and nervous and terrified about the fact that we had just registered for the Master Cicerone that we were going to take in October, which did not happen. Nope. Not yet. Still waiting. Right. Uh, Potentially, it will be happening in April. And depending on the day and the subject I'm studying, depends on whether that is also terrifying or if I'm just like, (laughs) okay, you know, like kind of laid back, like, yeah, I've got a little over three months. This is, I've got a plan. This is fine. I go, I vacillate between that and like, please just let them (laughs) postpone it until October. (laughs) Which there is rumor of. Maybe there's rumor. We haven't gotten a confirmation. We've asked for a confirmation, but we haven't gotten a confirmation. And understandably so. Yeah, because they don't know. Because nobody knows. knows. Yeah, (laughs) no one knows. Asking for impossible information. Yeah, and in a year like what we've had, um, yeah, I think we've all learned to be like, well, we shouldn't say like, oh, three months from now. Yeah, it's going because we'll probably be dealing with this fourth new string of the coronavirus that has entered in <laughs> right. to our system. So right. we might be on complete 100% lockdown in April. Who right. knows? 
or maybe it just goes away and everybody's just fucking fine. And oh, yeah, the vaccine that, is effective and um, people be... understand that science is a thing that works. Yes. Oh, God. Especially if you listen to us talking about fermentation and biology and stuff. And don't go around saying that you don't believe in vaccine because you can't believe in beer <laughs> fermentation and not believe in the vaccine. OK, <laughs> it's all related. Don't ask Rachel, me. Now. Let's get <laughs> so uh, some of the things, just a brief diversion that Rachel and I have been talking about looking forward to the new year is how, you know, how we might in- introduce concepts such as merch and things like that. So Rachel, one of our first t-shirts and all of you listeners out there, not all of you, just one of you, somebody just write down when we say we have a (laughs) t-shirt idea and save it for us. Because one of them is going to say, if you don't believe in beer fermentation, or what what did you say? If you believe in beer fermentation, you have to believe in vaccines. Yes. There's basically what I said. Yeah. So you can, you know, you, whoever's writing, if somebody would make it a little more witty. Yeah. Judge it for us. (laughs) Judge it for us. We'll have that as a shirt um, or maybe a mask. I think a mask would be a good. There you go. A good one as well. But who knows? Hopefully, maybe, maybe we won't need masks. Hopefully masks fade up. Well, I think for the next year we'll be wearing masks. Yes. I At least. will um, have a diversion to my diversion just quickly. So yeah, that's fine. This is all about us, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am in Georgia, as I think we mentioned, and Uh, We are in runoff for two Senate seats right now, two Senate seats that are going to determine whether our Senate is blue with a plus one or red and kind of lame duck presidency. So uh, we went yesterday to vote and I think it's fantastic. First of all, thank you, Stacey Abrams, for everything you did to get people registered to vote in Georgia. And I saw the other day there have been since the general election up until now, and I'm sure the number has increased, there have been something like 85,000 new registered voters in Georgia. And most of those or a good number of those are people who will be 18 by the time the general or the runoff election is, which is January 5th. So anyway, we were in line yesterday to vote and, you know, we waited for like maybe half an hour, but we definitely wanted to get in and vote early because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And I was wearing my beer chick mask. So Eugenia Brown, black beer chick, her uh, beer chick mask is one is really is my favorite one because it's the most comfortable. And I will like dig through my bag. I have like five different masks in my bag and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I don't want this one. I don't want this one. I don't want this one. I want my beer chick one. So I'm wearing that and we're waiting inside the board of elections, which Georgia is not great with how they're handling their early elections and safety. But regardless, we're standing inside and one of the uh, poll volunteers asked me what was on my mask. He was like, I see the beer, but I don't get it. And I said, oh, it's beer chick. And like without missing a beat, he looks at Tom and was like, yours should say beer chunk. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think he realized, like, right as he said it, like, that's not, (laughs) he might not think it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't, and I don't think that he meant it, like, as an insult. I think it's just like, it just popped out of his head. Like a hunk. Maybe beer hunk. Maybe beer hunk would be better. Not (laughs) hunk. Yeah. And then we walked out, like, we finished voting, and we were outside, and I was like, I think it's hilarious that that guy said that to you. And then, like, halfway home, just 
out of nowhere, Tom just starts laughing and he's like, I can't believe that that guy said that my match should say beer chunk. <laughs> oh my God, guys. So, yes, that's the, that's the diversion to my diversion about merch to uh, us talking about that. Yeah, but yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to put out some merch guys. That's what she was getting at. I think, but nothing set in stone, but we're going to look into some stickers and maybe a shirt. Uh, I don't know. What do you want? Yeah. You guys can let us know. know. Buttons, buttons, maybe buttons. Like you. I feel like little enamel pins. pins. Yeah. I was about to say those seem like they would be necessary (laughs) to go on Rachel's giant coat of only lapel pins that she wears when we're recording. So anyway, all of this to say that that it is, um, Christmas Eve day when we are recording this and yeah, just kind of talking about what the, what the year looked like for us. And I know that as it sounds silly and I will say a giant preface to all of this, everything that I say, um, you know, throughout the year, my job has been stable. My company has been stable we can say the same thing about my husband. We have been very, very fortunate. And I understand that there are so many people out there, probably people who are listening who are not as fortunate. And I just want to say that I am aware that the kind of the, like the, the problems quote unquote that and troubles I've had over the past year are not real problems. They Mm -hmm. are not real troubles. Um, So if you're listening, please don't think that. I think that the Master Cicerone exam getting <laughs> postponed f- for me, which was very disappointing, I'm not at all equating that to actual problems that people have. No, <laughs> no, it's just our year of and review, you know. What about like, you know, just kind of uh, talking about our, our breweries, you know, how did New Realm, like, do they adjust at all with what they had to do with like, you know, obviously they package cans and bottles and distribute widely, you know, did, is there anything that like was a big hit for that, that, you know, you're allowed to talk about? I don't know. I don't want to. Sure. Yeah. And I do always try to be, a. I, I am not, sure. yeah. Authorized in any way to speak out. Sure. Yeah. But it is my, but job. I mean, stuff I, that, right. And I, was yeah. Done publicly, you know, we were very fortunate in the, in, I believe, January was when we released our first mixed pack Mm. and we had already had plans and production plans and supply chain all set up to continue to do 12, 12 pack mixed packs, uh, variety packs. So we did that at exactly the right time. And I think that that's, that was probably, you know, the, of course we didn't know that, what was going to happen when that business decision was made. And I'm saying we I had nothing to do with that business sure, decision, sure. but you know, that was really fortuitous for us as more people, you know, if you're going out once every 10 days to get groceries, to get beer or whatever, yeah. you're really looking for volume. Yeah. And you're looking for something, you yeah, know, variety consistent right and variety and uh i think that was a very much a saving grace for us for sure um but yeah you know beyond that i don't think that 
we took any of a bigger hit or had a, you know, any kind of a drastically different sort of experience that a lot of places had. Oh yeah. No, there's way more people to manage, take care of, look out for. Right. I said that all the time. Like I was always so still am so grateful that I don't have 30 employees to look out for because at the time, oh my gosh, we were, you know, only allowed to do to go when, when everything was getting shut down in March. And um, we didn't brew really because we didn't know what to expect. So luckily we had, uh, you know, a couple people that were able to do one thing or another, whether we furloughed one person who stayed home for a couple, a couple months and, you know, one person we were able to keep on working, another person able to go let work from home. And like, that was, that was it. Those were our people. And then Jeff and I would go in every day because we, we didn't want to make anybody work. One, they didn't feel comfortable. We didn't want to like not let someone work either, you know, so if they needed to work or wanted to work. So, but we were, we were very fortunate. We also got some grant money from the um, city, which was nice. So, you know, forgivable, obviously. So that was, is been very helpful. We got uh, the appropriate PPP loans and EIDL loans and, because of all that, we were able to like maintain and keep doing what we're doing. And, and not all businesses were able to, e- even if they did get that maintained for one reason or another. And like, again, we only had like really small space, a handful of employees. We also had a couple like months of rent already prepaid from the beginning of our lease. Cause it was like, we prepaid four months and would be get applied like on the 13th month we're in business. And I'm like, the 25th month we're in business. So like they applied some of that to us in the summer. So we didn't have to lose out and we literally didn't, you know, we're not owing back rent or anything. And then we, you know, were okay, like with their loans. So it's been um, quite challenging to change our business, but we are brewing more beer than we ever have. It's not quite the same profit margin as over the bar. And there's definitely uh-huh. not the on-site volumes, which there shouldn't be like, Right now, if I could afford to have my tap room closed, I would. <laughs> right. You know, we're really limited capacity anyways, but and we're not very busy at the moment anyways. Second wave of the virus um, and December just and naturally, same with January. Right. But so and that's OK. I'm not striving. You know, we're getting it out a little bit of distribution, but it's enough for us. And um I don't know, just roll with the punches. At least, like, we do things where we don't have to keep the same beer on draft. Like, I know one brewery, you know, a distribution brewery who was going around to make sure, like, when things were opening back up, like, hey, is your beer okay? We'll switch it out for you. And, like, because, you know, it's an IPA. It's a popular popular brand, but doesn't last a long time, and you don't want it. So I didn't really have to dump any beer. I didn't – I, like – there's like one or two kegs that we switched out for quality reasons uh, for being too long, but I mean, that was it. So that was, that was really big plus. Like we didn't have that huge distribution headache of, Oh man, my beer has been out there too long. Right. And I know um, Sugar Creek and Charlotte ended up doing like half price cakes or something like that. We ended up buying a few cakes from them because we really like their beer and we also have a kegerator. So it wasn't a big deal for us to hook that up. 
And just through my studying, I have things like a coupler. So we, you know, we can, we can switch back and forth between our homebrew kegs and, and commercial kegs. But yeah, I know a lot of that, that was a very real concern when things were opening is if you have a hazy IPA that's always on draft at this bar and they've been shut down for two months. A lot of bars don't care either. Yeah, exactly. Right back to hooking that beer up. Right. Without, yeah, without (laughs) thinking about it. And that's, and sometimes that's a not caring issue. And sometimes it's just a not knowing. Yes. Yes. You're right. Most most of the time it's not being knowledgeable about the product or right. You know what it should be. Right. Uh, But yeah, I know I also have been fortunate since March to be able to work from home. So with my previous job with the Guild, that was a work from home, uh, which is usually my preference if I can not have to go out and interact with people except in very (laughs) controlled manners that I control. uh, That's when I'm the happiest. So... (laughs) Being able to <laughs> me too, Jen. I had to go to work every day. <laughs> right, being able to work from home, and I and I, I love it. Within my office, there are very few people who work there, and a lot of times I was the only person there anyway. Uh, but you know, just making it a little bit hard for people to find me and kind of derail my day uh, <laughs> definitely helped in terms of productivity. And you know, I, I wonder if a lot of other people found this as well when you're not around people and this isn't just in work this is in life I that you know one thing that changed for me specifically this year in looking back was the amount of people who I just let go of out of my life and have not missed (laughs) And I think with social media, that's, and when I say let go of, I do, I'm talking almost now a strictly social media relationship, but for a very long time, I was thinking, I, you know, I can't, I can't only be friends with people who think exactly like me, who agree with everything I say, because that's not, that's how you become one of those people who I let go out of my life, you know, and I need different viewpoints and I need to un- try to have some empathy and understand where people are coming from. So I can't only surround myself with people who agree with me, but there were a couple of people, you know, one being on social media, like I could also just get off of social media, which I did to an extent. It was, you know, it was stressing me out to see things that they were posting, some sort of middle ground. But now that I have been isolated into only seeing who you choose to present to the world, I don't know if there's anything redeeming about you for us to continue to be friends, right? And I don't, I don't like saying things like that, but that's, you know, that's, for me, that's been two people and letting them go out of like my online life has also helped me kind of put things this past year into perspective of realizing how often you put up with things from people that you don't you you don't like you don't like that they say it it makes you uncomfortable you don't like that they think that way and realizing like oh you could just I could just not give you access to me yeah 
And I think Great. for both of those people, they probably don't even realize or give a fuck. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I and I know we we have someone we've we've spoken about before on the podcast. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I know, I know you do. But uh, you know, I've had the same thing where scrolling through, like seeing somebody comment on a post or something, and realizing that that person has unfriended me, and being like, "Huh? Yeah, okay." <laughs> But the same thing where it's like, well, that, you know, that always kind of hurts a little bit at first. And then it's like, nah, yeah. it's fine. I don't even know how long ago you unfriended me. Yeah. I didn't even notice. Uh, so I think that that has Social been. Social media is such a weird thing because it's yeah. like, there's five people on my friends list who I would call for friend stuff. You right. Know? <laughs> right. And so I will say really. with beer people listening Please stop accepting friend requests from any random person who just sends friend requests to everybody in the beer industry, because (laughs) there are like 23 of you that every time I get a friend request from someone I don't know, you are my mutual friends with them. And that's because you are not (laughs) vetting anybody. You are accepting every friend request that comes your way. Fucking stop it. In 2021, just be a little (laughs) bit more discerning about whose friend requests you are accepting. Please. I actually turned my uh, friend request off to the most extent possible, which is not 100%. Like your friends of friends can ex- request my friendship. But then that's all those random ass people. There are so many people. I know, I know. Like, well, I start deleting people too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think a out. very heavy hand. It's not personal. It's not personal. It's just right. Sometimes it is. Sometimes, Sometimes it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. I did go through my list not too long ago and there were a lot of people that maybe like a year and a half ago or a couple years ago, I guess, when I guess I got into that network of beer industry yeah. and I use that term very loosely <laughs> Beer industry people where I started getting a lot of friend requests like that and being like oh this is this is a mutual friend I'm not really sure who you are you have like a fake name and a picture of your dog or something it's your profile picture and I just I finally like now I have I don't know probably like 60 friend requests that I've also oh, yeah. learned if I just like delete it then they'll just request me again. So like, it just, you just languish yeah. there. <laughs> I, and I I'm sense. like, I just, everybody just stop. Just don't <laughs> accept <laughs> random friend requests from people. Sometimes I'm the person who friend requests a beer person who's very po- way more popular than I. <laughs> so, so I can try to be that. Sometimes I am that person. Just being forced to see everybody kind of, you know, for who they choose to present themselves as has also made me more confident in saying things, saying more things out loud that I don't, I don't know that I would normally say and saying that on social media, but I've also seen that translate into my work and, you know, working at the brewery and being more confident in saying, no, I don't agree with you or, you know, or whatever. And seeing the reaction is like, okay, that's fine. Let's talk about it. And not just like, boo, I hate you. You're fired. (laughs) So that's, it's kind of a detriment and a benefit, but I know in our last episode, I had talked about Spotify and people putting us like in our top five and our friend Asa uh, had commented on it and said, you know, this is really something that I needed today. And I was like, I almost didn't say anything because 
one, when it was happening, mm. it was like I said, it was having a really hard week and I was having a very emotional response to it, which is another thing that this year, just kind of everybody, I think being ground down in the pandemic, I'm a huge crier anyway. That's what people should know about me. I cry very easily and um, I don't cry for very long, but I cry very easily. I'm a terrible <laughs> sympathetic crier. So if I walk into a room and somebody's crying, I'll be like, what are we crying about? And immediately start crying. And that's something that I have been like that all of my life. And it's only been recently in the past few years that I've learned to like, okay, this is just going to happen. And so I can try to fight it and make it worse. Or I can, you know, I can just let myself be that way and get through it. Everybody gets through it. So all of that to say with the, you know, seeing those things come up in Spotify, having a hard week, you know, already being just like, the world around us and so sometimes some days it, i just randomly cry at, at things but i i had gotten emotional when it was happening and then when i was talking about it i almost didn't say it because it and it's still like it still makes me like really happy to know that people listen to us and and everything that i said in the last episode and i said you know i almost didn't say anything because i knew i was going to be it would make it would make me emotional but there's a lot of okay. things that I don't say for fear that I'm going to cry and, you know, maybe I'll just let myself cry and it's fine. And if somebody has a problem with it, that's not really my problem. And I think that's another thing this year is, you know, being not only more confident in speaking up and challenging things and saying like, this has been a very frustrating part of my job or my day to day or whatever. And, you know, having other people help me with that and help make, you know, remedy the situation and that. And also just like, if I start crying, like we're all just going to have to deal with it and we'll get through it. And I'm sorry <laughs> if it makes you uncomfortable, but well, you know, I'll like, let you cry anytime. <laughs> Call me up to cry. You cry right? for me too. Because I'm not a crier. <laughs> You're not a crier. I I'm am not. a crier. That's but it's okay. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. I just don't. I just not a crier. Right. But you. But can do it that's for me. you know that's something that like this year has just been like, yeah. And I think people are more receptive to somebody just randomly crying because like we're all going through some real shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, I'm just a matter of fact person, and. Every day is like a mini little fire to put out. Not every mm -hmm. day, but like when you're running a business, you know, it's just like rolling with the next punch one after another. So when we like signed up for Cicerone, it, I, man, I was living high, like <laughs> really like the brewery was going great. We were like January, I signed up February. We had just got in the, uh, like in the black, you know, like with our financials, like we were starting to make money, no problems, you know, just like everything was going too well, of course. Then like the end of January happened, happened because that's what time, that's what happens with time. Right. <laughs> so, so if you, if you know anything about pilot or if you follow us back in the beginning of the year, we had like we with resident culture teamed up to kind of do a lot of fundraising for a woman who needed help. And that lady, uh, you know, we, she lived with us for a couple months. So like 
right when and and it was fine like we we brought her in so she could you know get back on her feet and she did and she's doing well now she's got her own place she's got her own car she's got that's awesome job like i mean when you know long story short when you're put in an unbearable situation with no choice of your own to have to restart your whole life basically so you know we were doing a lot of work and mental load as well to help this lady you know like we were in thick with it and resident culture was super awesome like everyone in the beer community really was helping so right when we are kind of wrapping that up (laughs) boom pandemic and i'm just like oh my god and i'm not gonna lie like that was a super stressful time for me like helping this person i i wish i was set up to help people like that like i i just I don't have resources, you know, if I, that's not the business I am in, it breaks my heart. I wish I could help every single person, but just buy a big farm for them all. But I just don't, I'm just don't not, I'm set up to run a brewery. I'm, I'm not set up for that as much as I wanted to help. And as much as we did help. So it was extra hard. It's not like I have any sort of re- I didn't even know what to do, you know, <laughs> like, and, you know, helping her navigate the system is hard enough. So anyways, so that's super stressful. And then, you think it's going to all get better and then boom, pandemic. And it's just like, you know what? That makes sense. Soon as I sign up for Cicerone, I have no time to study. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I did. I was going from like, la da da. Okay. You're cleaning kegs. I'm going to go sit in the office study for four hours. And it was like, awesome. And then no, and then all that cut away. So I was fine when they pushed the test back to April. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. They pushed back to October. I'm not even going to care. I'm just so like, I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's part of where I am too, because when they first, we were a little over three months out when they postponed it. And that's, and in case it's not clear that, that was, I was disappointed. I 100% understood why like that. It wasn't, it wasn't an issue. And I was starting to reach that point that I'm reaching now. That was like, I knew I was going to do this. I've been saying I'm going to do this and I've, you know, I'm, I'm always studying for something. And usually if it wasn't Cicerone, it was something BJCP related, but when it got postponed, I was at about 40 hours a week of studying and that is outside of my 40 hours a week job. And I was starting to get super stressed out that I didn't have enough time to study. Yeah. So they postponed it by six months and I was like okay now I can do something else (laughs) who doesn't have enough time to study you were wanting enough time you've been given an extra six months so remember how stressed you were and make sure you're studying and I have rewatched uh Schitt's Creek from the beginning I've rewatched <laughs> Girls I'm well, always watching about, Simpsons that's what ha- that's what everyone did in the beginning of the pandemic it's like all oh, right I'm gonna get this done and I'm gonna learn a new language and I'm gonna do this and it's like right. you don't have to put all that pressure on yourself which is very internalized capitalism that's a very United States <laughs> thing everybody you don't have to do that hopefully you've learned that by now yes You're, you don't always because- have to be working at being better no I've I've really had to put limits on myself just with the brewery just be like you know what fuck it. I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. Like I'm not busting my ass all the time for things that I like, I don't, I don't need to like, yes, I could do the extra task. I could probably make the extra sale, but the end of the day, at what cost, you know, from, 
for my for myself and if i'm just too tired and if, sometimes i just don't get me wrong most days seven out of seven days i'm going to work i'm going to work today right but sometimes you do you just don't have to you know or you can just take a half day half days are very popular Half days are fantastic. And I know that when when it got postponed was also when we were getting ready to list our house for sale and buy yeah, a house exactly. in Georgia. And I did the same thing where I was like, okay, it's been postponed for six months, but I'm going to take the next two months to not even worry about it then. Because mm-hmm. I still know all of the knowledge that I learned for advanced. And it's, you know, like, it's, it's not like I'm starting work. over from the beginning. You still work in the industry. You're still right. doing podcasts. You're still doing the live TV for New Realm. You're talking about beer all right. the time. Right. So, exactly. Like, it's and not like you have to switch subjects, which a lot of people do. Like, that's another reason why we are so lucky, listeners, and we know it. Like, we work with this stuff all the time. So even when we're not studying, we're still absorbing something. Right. And we're also, like you said, we have this podcast. So we can say, because I, after we had moved and got settled in, I was having a really, really tough time starting to study again. I'm really just now, like just now, like within the past two weeks, starting to like hit a good stride and being excited about studying. But yeah, I texted Rachel and was like, I have no motivation and I don't, I don't want to get to this point again where I have just kind of laid on the couch and, you know, watched six hours of Simpsons in a row and like looked at the books that I should be studying, but I had no motivation. I had no desire. And it it was like you were saying where it was like, okay, then don't. And it's yeah. fine and it will be fine. And even if my, we my career doesn't depend on this, right? Yeah. Nobody will we'll love take it me again. less, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm not going to go to jail. I'm not going yeah. to lose anything. And that attitude has served me well in the past also. And I know I've talked about this on here that I am very much a, if there's a competition, I'm going to win it. If there, if you're going to grade me or rank me, I'm going to be the top one. I'm going to get a hundred. And we will. We will. One day we'll have the Master Cicerone games <laughs> at the farm brewery. <laughs> okay, so Jen and I have a great grand plan when we uh, retire, or not really, you know, close to retire. I don't know, older, have right. more money. Like 41. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 41 for me, 34 for you. I forget how old you are. I just I'm, know that I'm you're 34. Okay, I'll be 30 so 35. 35 for you, 41 for me, uh, Jeff, our retirement plan. Jeff would kill me. I, <laughs> we were, I like this so something last week about Farm Brewery, and he was like, you know, like, this, this is enough. This is enough. Because <laughs> I was like, I also said something like, God, sometimes I fucking hate it, and sometimes I love it. And he's like, I always hate it, if we're being honest. I was like, we weren't. We weren't being that honest. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, I'm sorry, but if I didn't do it, then I'd just be like this, I don't know, working for some white man brewery and miserable and be bitching about how I need to have my own brewery. So it's like, catch 22, dude. It's hard if you don't. It's hard if you do. Right. Yes. And that is a giant misconception that when people are like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. No, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it is. And so it's possible. I love my job. It's still a job. Sometimes I yeah. get irritated with coworkers. Sometimes I yeah. don't like the business decisions that people make. Sometimes I don't like the fucking people I have to deal with. Sometimes I don't like the 
job. I didn't. I, I didn't like do. any of those things, which is why I started a brewery. And it still has got its own bullshit. Right. I thought I would be able to tell people to f off so much more. <laughs> and sometimes I do, and I definitely pay for it. Like, I definitely had those moments where, like, as in this. This is what kills me. This is a true business owner dilemma right here. Like you've had, I've had those D bags in the tap room, right? And you know, there's like, I've been a bartender and in the restaurant industry for so long, more than half my life. Also, growing up in a time where it wasn't so stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Not that I ever had a problem doing it, but it just wasn't like you know talked. To, there was no social media; it just wasn't talked about. It. You know, it wasn't like a big movement or anything like that. It was 19, you know, or it's like early 2000s. Yeah. And like, yeah. So um, I dealt with that shit all the time. Just like guys who just think they're better than me, smarter than me, you know, inappropriate comments, all this stuff. For me, it's just like, give it back a little bit, forget about it, move on, unless something really does need to be taken care of. But when you, as a business owner, like if one of my employee, like team members comes to me and says, a story like this, God, I cannot like, what do I do? You know, you're like, well, if it's me and most of the time, like, Oh, no big deal. Not worried about it. And then like it happens again. And you're just like, well, guess I'm going to lose some business over this. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that is the decision I make when it comes down to it. And it's not the easiest because at the end of the day, I want to stand up for everyone and not like take any sort of bullshit. And I do. But sometimes you're just like, how do I deal with this? Right. You know, <laughs> and like, what am I going to do? Right. Because I'm going to, obviously, my team means more to me than anything. I also don't want like some sort of reputation of being like the girl at the pilot brewery who like will bitch at you for everything, which is not true. I let a lot of bullshit slide. But, you know, there, I've definitely put my foot down like with this. You know, we had an incident with this bike team that came and they were representing another brewery, a brewery on the West Coast or, you know, not West Coast, but out there. And um, and the guy was just, you know, wouldn't wear his mask. The whole I guess the whole team was kind of standing up, wouldn't sit down. So I go out there to assess the situation when when I'm brought to my attention. It's not that I mean, they were the only people there. So it's kind of like one of those things, I eh, just kind of let this slide, blah, blah, blah. Made some chit chat with the team captain because of the brewery's logo they were sporting. I knew some people at that brewery, you know, everything was fine. And then I leave and I guess like the bartender got an earful about how, you know, I she shouldn't have to wear a mask and I'm blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm too yeah. woke. Basically. Yeah, you're too woke. You'll be broke yeah. or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, he literally said that. I probably I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, anyways, yeah, you know the story. So, you know, you know what I'm like, dude. If I didn't know, you, if you are a bike team for anyone else, not like, not in the industry, I probably wouldn't say anything. But fuck, if I was this brewery and you were representing me, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. And then you so you make a decision. You're like, well, to let this go and let staff feel uncomfortable if they ever come back or do I do something and in that moment I chose to do something and it really sucked <laughs> to deal right. with because one I'm wasting my time it's never fun confrontation you you cannot de- 
like reason with these people. I mean, I'm talking about Trump supporters. I don't give a fuck about you. Only me people because they are out there and they come to our brewery sometimes. And um, so what are you going to do? That's the life you live in now. And it's like, you don't have time to like cater to everyone's feelings. Like either you're going to act right, do what you're supposed to do, wear your damn mask, be civil, which 99.999% of people are. Or just go. Because at the end of the day, I don't have time for your BS. And I got way more important people to protect back here and important things to do. And I just don't have the energy. Like, I am out right. of fucks to give. <laughs> I am. Especially right. after this year. Well, and I think that one thing that has also happened this year for breweries and for everyone is that you know, lines were drawn in the sand and you're either you're on board or you're not. Right. Basically. And and that goes with establishments too, which I think you're getting at. Like yes. Breweries itself, there are breweries that most breweries out there are doing what they're supposed to do. And then there's other people out there who are worried about their freedoms. Right. <laughs> and know? that's that's exactly what I'm getting at is there I I have a list of companies I won't buy from and, you know, yep. restaurants that I won't go to and Me stores too. I won't shop in. And I can tell you exactly why for each one of those. And it does not affect them in the least, but it matters to me. And mm -hmm. I think that as an owner, you know, knowing that you stick up for your employees. And even when I was at pilot, there were times that, not necessarily with me, but with other employees that I'm like, man, I'm really glad that I work here. I'm glad that these are the owners and that you will say, hey, you're not going to say, hey, sexy to my bartender over and over. Get the fuck out. I don't care if you are a member of the homebrew club, like get out. <laughs> yeah. That's not okay. And that, you know, willingness to stick up for employees, the willingness to make sure that you're you're aligned with me in terms of what's safe and what's acceptable. So I go to businesses like Pilot. I don't go to businesses like other places that, like you said, are worried about their freedoms and let too many people in into a crowded, you know, I don't know, let's say like something like an Oktoberfest, but within the county where you specifically live <laughs> and not enforce masks and mm -hmm. not enforce social distancing and be outspoken about how that infringes on your, you know, very uh, moneyed freedom. Yeah. Because you also have access to healthcare if you need it, uh, even though your employees don't, and exposing your employees to very unsafe situations, and then say that you're being canceled when your your poor judgment becomes a super spreader event. Yeah, and it's so I, frustrating, right? And I don't, to... I don't go to businesses like that. Yeah. And the the same kind of thing, though. There are people who do go to businesses like yep. that, and which, they're very happy to. Right. But I'm very happy to go to businesses like Pilot yeah. and don't hesitate. There's there's enough of everything. You know, I'm fortunate to have mobility and have disposable income, not a ton of disposable income because I still work in the brewing industry, but <laughs> I can I can go somewhere else. And if you're you know, if your brewery wants to talk about your freedoms and that's a freedom to be literally be unsafe. Yeah. Then. I ha there there are a ton of other breweries I can go to. And guess what? Your beer is not that good that I would keep going back when you've shown me that our our beliefs don't align. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's so I frustrating think that's... to turn down events. Like I'm turning down events right now. I don't know why people are trying to plan them, but I'm turning them down. And I'm and then I see other people throwing Christmas sweater parties or this or that. And I'm just like, it must be nice. Or I get it though. I get as a small business, like it is rough. And it's you're just hard. To, you're just trying to do anything you can. But it, you know, you walk into like some of these like grocery stores and you're just packed you know with people sometimes or like a small specialty shop and there's a lot of people in there you're just like you know here I am at my business doing everything I can to like keep things see I bought a freaking germ buster gun do you know how expensive those things are and it just it just missed it just missed I could have put the shit in a spray bottle probably I don't know why I needed this <laughs> But like I do everything I can. We have very limited seating. We are literally wiping up behind you like to a point of annoyance. Mm-hmm. But it's okay because luckily Jeff has kept his job at the airline, which pays for us to live. People like still have not made one dime off this brewery. I just want you to know if you open a brewery, do it for passion. Don't do it to make a million dollars chances are that won't happen. God. So like really fortunate in the sense where I can just go in, get done when I need to get done, not have to pay myself. And Jeff and I can do 100% of the job. So when we had to send everyone home, like there was three weeks where it was just us Mm -hmm. and we opened the bar every single day and we were just doing to go. So it wasn't like that bad, but we were brewing and managing the brewery, doing whatever we needed to do, like stressing, (laughs) I uh I I was so stressed out. I didn't realize I was a color, but I'm a color. Like I like to color. Oh, like, okay. Like with colored pencils and crowns right. when I'm stressed. So at the beginning of all this, like I'd be like, oh, we're shutting down today, huh? Okay. Can I get a beer? And just <laughs> printed out some sheet beer yes. sheet color. And I just did that for the first week at the end of the day. I'd start drinking by like four. If, I think we had like a week where we still had the bartender and I just like, fuck me. And even right now, like things are getting better. <laughs> yeah, see, Jen's showing me her coloring book. <laughs> and even now things are getting better. And we always come home, we, we turn on the news for a little bit. And now, now it's like new string of vaccine coming your way. And I'm like, cool, cool, nice. All right, well, at least we already canning. At least we bought a canny line. Yeah, like, that's that's so a big thing for you guys. It is a big thing. At least we bought a candy line. We would not have started canning if it was not for this virus. I'm not going to lie. I love it. It's very addicting. <laughs> I love canning. I, I hate distribution. But what are you going to do? At least we're not canning that much. I mean, now that we have our own line, we can about 25 cases. Keg the rest. So it's not that bad. But right. <sighs> It is nice, but it, it's harder. I mean, one positive thing is, is we started making beer runs to Raleigh and Wilmington. And when we would go to Wilmington, we would stay for a night or two at the beach. So that was my escape. For, nice. So we've done that a couple of times. But yeah, I mean, other, other than canning and like at least knowing that when we do get back to like normal, quote unquote, we could probably go to full capacity with our beer as long as that's like awesome. all, as long as bars are at full capacity you know as long as people are buying right so that's nice get Razia back on full time when we can and when she's ready yeah so. no i think that's very cool and i know from my perspective well you know one thing is 
with BJCP, I advanced to national BJCP judge. So yeah, so that was back in March. I am still waiting to hear whether I advanced to master because I won't denigrate BJCP, but it takes a very, very long time to get test results back. So I am four and a half months in from the last time I took an exam. I'm very, very close to being master. I only need to improve my score by three points to hit master and that I was hoping to have that by the end of the year. I don't think it's going to be that way. Why does it take so long? Uh, Well, a few reasons. So they have BJCP is entirely volunteer. And I know I've spoken with some of the judges who are also graders and they, one of them said that he was very surprised by the amount of time it took. It takes him about 40 hours to judge or to grade a round of written exams and they also only offer written exams you know four times a year you can't have more than I think nine people to take the exams so they try to manage it as much as they can but if a judge doesn't or if a grader doesn't judge exams for a month there's really no retribution you know or recompense for people who are waiting on their results um so that's, that's a big reason why it takes so long, but I did get national. So I think for the, you know, the number of people who are advanced Cicerones and national BJCP judges, I know of three of us, there, nice. there may very likely be more that I had that I got to go to GABF and judge this year, yep. which was amazing and just a really good, good experience, even if it was weird. Uh, to, you know, wear a yeah. face mask and a face shield. It's probably better or, for you. Honestly, you're not like enticed to stay out all night. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was. Parties. It definitely was. <laughs> um, and it was really, uh, it uh, it wasn't really that difficult to not go out places. And I think part of that too was since it wasn't actually at GABF, it was at the BA's warehouse, which is yeah. about 45 minutes or so outside of Denver. So there wasn't really any place. It was it's like halfway between Denver and yeah. Boulder. Um, there weren't like a ton of places to go in the town. And yeah. I wasn't going to drive to somewhere to go drink and then drive back. And I damn sure wasn't going to take public transportation, even though public transportation in Colorado is very, very nice. I still wasn't going to be in public transportation because I had already flown. I was staying in a hotel. I was around people. I was exposing myself to enough. They probably loved it. They probably had the best ground, most like on point judging. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like nobody's showing up. Like, yeah, like still drunk. We should do Uh, this every year. Right. (laughs) Right. But, um, you know, that was huge. That was a really cool thing that it was awesome to be invited. It was also awesome. uh, You know, within the company, there was a moratorium on travel and I had emailed my boss to say, hey, I got this invitation. Is this something I could do as a work trip? Because I was, if they said no, I was going to take time off and just pay for it myself. And his response was like, hell yeah, in all caps. And was like, this is amazing. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Like, this is huge. And so that, that was very nice to get, you know, to get that kind of a response. And that, I think those were two really positive things. Obviously we relocated from Charlotte to uh, the Atlanta area. 
uh, finally, like dogs, husband, possessions, everything lives in one spot now, which was also very nice. It's been very weird to live someplace and not go explore because that's, (laughs) you know, one of the first things when we move somewhere, we're like, let's, and, you know, most of our exploring is through visiting breweries. And so there are a ton of breweries here that I haven't been to. Uh, because when I was living here just in an apartment, you know, most nights it was kind of the same thing. Like I'm not going to drive somewhere to go drink and then come back home and maintaining two separate households is expensive. So I also didn't have a ton of disposable cash to do that, but there have been places that have opened now that I think like they, those look really cool. I can't wait to go still not going to go right now. And if you are one of those people who is going out to places fine, I guess, I hope you're being safe. Um, but that's not for me. That's, yeah. you know, that's just not what I'm going to be doing right now. So it's been a little odd to have both of us working from home and like not, not going out to new breweries or even to bars. I was watching a show the other day where they were like, after work, let's go get a beer. And, you know, it was them. Then the next scene is them after work in a bar. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I miss it so much. You know, like yeah. every once in a while you see a scene like that. And it's just like, oh my God, I cannot wait to go just sit at a bar and not be potentially risking my life or potentially yeah. exposing somebody and risking their life or needing to stay, you know, six feet apart from everybody and making sure I'm not leaning on the bar or touching my face or anything like that. So for me, it's like, I'm just going to wait until I can do just go and, and not worry about any of that stuff. <laughs> Well, vaccines coming. Yes. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, we didn't really touch a whole lot about like beer specific things that have happened, but I think that's fine because, Eh. uh, you know, our experiences are our experiences and not really much, to be honest, just packaging a bunch of beer and putting it out there. One, two U.S. Open medals a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Super excited. If you want, we still have Harvest Saison on draft. We probably will have it on when this episode airs. Maybe two kegs. I'm not sure when it airs. Maybe. Bronze for that and bronze for the Hefe. The Hefe Very was nice. Good. A Hefeweizen is a hard one to win a medal in. They had German it- Hefeweizen style. We're going to touch base on this in the next episode that we record. And they had German wheat beer. <laughs> All right, everybody stays tuned. That will be a nice um sticks my mash in our next oh. episode. So yes, so thank you everyone for <laughs> listening. Um, thank you for being with us this past year. We hope that you are safe and healthy and making good decisions and we love you and you can find us on social media at false bottom girls on facebook and instagram and you can also shoot us an email at false bottom girls at gmail.com and happy new year that was kind of a weird note for us to end on but um (laughs) happy new year happy new year this has been false bottom girls And we make the Bruin world go round.